0: second hour uh, of this program pleased that you would decide to listen to us today could I ask you a favor Uh, we're still a relatively new program here on KSL News Radio hopefully you have been enjoying things over the past number of months been hearing topics that are engaging and interesting to you uh, and hopefully I'm not too annoying as I ramble on about this and that Uh, but if you've enjoyed it uh, would you invite your friends to listen Maybe your children or your uh, your family members, brothers and sisters, let them know there's this program and there's this guy who gets on there each day and walks through the news of the day and tries to break it down in a, a digestible way, while at the same time offering uh, some maybe some insight and opinion. If you do that, I'd be very grateful. Uh, right now, I'm joined uh, by Debbie Dejanovic of Dave and Dejanovic uh, Broadcasting uh, mornings here on KSL News Radio. Uh, when it comes to law enforcement. Uh, and covering it appropriately and fairly uh, on the radio waves. Always my first thought is to reach out to Debbie and to get her insight. Uh, so Debbie, thank you for joining me for this conversation. How good are you?
1: afternoon, Lee. It's good to be with you. Be-
0: before we jump into the topic at hand, which I'll tell folks is the release of the report from the Department of uh, Public Safety just yesterday, an independent investigation looking into the, the actions of a, a former member of the University of Utah Police Department. Debbie, I'd like to ask you, I uh, have, have a total separate conversation and it's kind of a a personal matter but i'm looking for some advice okay i i just sent you a a photo via a text message and it is a photo of a video link Mm -hmm. looking into a a government building in nashville tennessee right now where my brother-in-law is standing for the first time after having completed the police academy Mm. uh, swearing an oath uh, to protect and serve and moments from now he will have a badge pinned to his uniform And uh, I would just ask you, and if you don't mind, I apologize, I didn't quite uh, prepare you for this. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, But uh, my brother-in-law, that of course means that he's married to uh, my sister, my baby sister, in fact. And I just wonder if there is any advice that you might give that I could pass along to her uh, as the spouse of a a member of law enforcement in general, and in particular in today's environment.
1: Right. So I was uh, married to a law enforcement officer. We went through 22 years of a law enforcement career uh, where he promoted all the way up the ranks to a chief of police position. And we saw just about everything you can imagine in terms of Uh, different scenarios uh, tossed it, not only him, but also our family and our kids. And I would just say this, is that every time they leave the home, you tell your sister uh, to trust his training, to trust his training and his decision-making and encourage him to rely on his training and know that his family is always there for him when he comes home.
0: Outstanding. Well, very good. I think uh, what I'll do is I'll send this podcasted episode uh, segment over to her after the program today. Thank you for that. It's how
1: I got through it all those years and some nights you roll over and they're not home yet and you know if they've been on a search warrant. Um, it's just the advice that I would give any um, new spouse of a, a police officer. And congratulations to your brother-in-law for making that decision and taking that oath
0: yeah I admire him he 's an absolute stud, uh, three times deployed uh <laughs> in the army just an absolute rock star. in fact, they had a physical fitness test mm. uh, and as during the the course of this graduation proceeding. He uh, was awarded the top uh, fitness award. So wow. So I'm very proud of him. That's great. All right. Yesterday, uh, Debbie, the big story was that the final report had been released by DPS relating to allegations against that former U of U police officer. The allegations revolved around the handling of photographs that mm-hmm. were shared by the officer uh, from or shared with the officer, rather, by slain U of Utah, uh, University of Utah student Laura McCluskey. Following the uh, release of the report, I was able to speak to the Chief of Police and I asked him first off his reaction to the release Here's his reaction to the report is understanding the need for us to uh, establish transparency as we go to seek answers with the work with well, the questions that were raised um, And so for me, if we're going to achieve transparency, it was important to have an independent review of this. And so those are my first reactions. My second reactions are that uh, we have a lot of work to do. And I understood this 170 days ago when I took the job. Uh, We have a lot of work to do to reestablish trust and to uh, address head on with uh, accountability to ourselves and accountability to the community. Debbie, that was the chief's response. What about you? What, what what struck you as you read through that report yesterday?
1: Well, as I read through the report, we found out that some of the allegations that had been leveled did not pan out through the independent investigation. For one, that a photo—it was not proven that a photo of Lauren McCluskey, an explicit photo that she had shared as a piece of evidence in her this extortion case—that uh, you know she, that she was dealing with at the time—was um, actually downloaded to that particular officer's cell phone. So that allegation didn't pan out in terms of this investigation. Uh, But what did surface is... A big concern that I certainly have, I think all victims of crime should have and all police departments should have, is how that particular officer uh, may have shown that photo and in what context. It appears through that 158-page independent review that I've read over that witnesses say He was showing that photo in a briefing, uh, but then also in the hallway outside of an investigative purpose, and that there were kind of crass comments made uh, by other law enforcement officers within the University of Utah Police Department. This is a culture of policing, Lee, that I know needs to stop, and I know it has been going on for a number of years, and I'm not indicting all police officers for this. Uh, But in those departments where this goes on, this should put them on notice, Lee, that this has to stop. When a victim shares evidence, whatever that evidence is, that must be kept sacred. And it must be held within the department for investigative purposes only. It's not for show and tell in the hallway after a police briefing for photos to be passed around, whatever the situation may be. Unless it is being done to solve a case
0: in this report, all names were redacted uh, with few exceptions, but the the names of the officers alleged to have been involved in some of these crass comments uh, i I asked, I asked the chief yesterday if it were likely that uh, that action would be taken a- against them, and he very simply had this to say uh, yes sir yes sir mm-hmm. What action do you think would, would be appropriate?
1: Well, in this case, it's certainly for the officers who came forth or the officer who came forth and admitted that this took place, uh, there will likely be some sort of internal discipline that will happen. And in the report, that officer who was interviewed acknowledged that he will likely or she will likely imagine it was a, a, a male officer will face discipline for this within the department. Now, where it will stay within the department is that I'm not certain that there has been any kind of a crime committed. Now, I... We could find out down the road that this rises to the level of crime. However, earlier today on the David Janovic show, we had Representative Andrew Stoddard on the line with us who wants to make it a crime for law enforcement officers to share photos or evidence or download them for anything other than a law enforcement purpose, for an investigative purpose. Now, if that happens, Lee, if he's able to get that through... Uh, Capitol Hill. What then can happen is that that officer could be turned over to POST, police officer standard and training. Their certification could be looked at as they're investigated and then they could potentially be decertified. They could also have a letter of censure uh, put in their file. It doesn't necessarily mean an automatic decertification, but they could be stripped of their ability to be a law enforcement officer at least for a time. Now, in this case, Lee, as we know, he's, this particular officer is with a different department, Logan PD. So now this falls on them to decide what to do.
0: And, and Chief uh, told me yesterday that they're going to be, uh, his next phone call after his conversation with me was uh, reaching out to Logan PD, offering any assistance uh, that they could offer. Debbie, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the advice. I will pass it along to my sister. And thank you for your insight on this issue playing out at the University of Utah. Thanks again. Thanks, Lee. All righty. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, I'll be joined by Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill. There have been uh, some charges released against uh, individuals suspected of engaging in, a, in, in some felonious behavior outside the office of Sim Gill. Excessive charges in the estimation of some. We'll get the story from Sim Gill next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.